Baltimore State Attorney General Mara Mosby has begun asking the courts to throw out nearly 800 criminal cases that were handled by 25 city police officers, saying she found reason to distrust more than a dozen cops, in addition to eight conviction convicted in the gun trace task force scandal they had there. And that's how we're having about that one. That story listed as essentially number 16 in the list, so not quite high enough to gather any actual traction to be put into the most important stories, i.e. the top 10, as per you. We'll get to the one that's at the very bottom of the list this week. And this week, we don't go quite as deep, only as low as 189 distinct different posts on the week. But we'll tell you the difference between that one and the number one post, as said per you, in mere moments here on the weekly wrap-up show with me, Jay Cleveland Payne. This is for the week ending October the 12th, 2019. And welcome to the show. If it's a welcome back, thank you for joining us here on the weekly wrap-up show with me, Jacob and Payne. It's if it's our first time meeting, thank you for joining us for the weekly wrap-up show with Jacob and Payne. I am that guy I just said three times, Jacob and Payne. I am a journalist. I'm a news producer. I'm a podcaster. I'm a guy who's just in love with news and conversations. And this project came about from wanting to find out how to have the best conversations with the best news stories that were out there that weren't getting stuck on the breaking news Chiron stories, essentially a story that comes up that here in the States, it's basically a Trump story that basically takes over the entire 12 hours of a 24-hour news period. So I wanted to put out as many stories out there as possible to as many people in the world, and you all responded greatly. So what we have here is every week we do a countdown from stories that stretch from a Friday to a Friday, and we see what stories right now in the first segment, the top 10 stories that you said were the most conversational based on your voting. And you voted simply by following us on social media on Facebook, it is This is a Conversation, and on Twitter, it is TH underscore Conversation. Every 50 minutes or so, and this week we were a little slack on some things, we'll explain that a little later. Every 50 minutes or so, we'll post a brand new link to a brand new story from various sources, and we just need you to respond to the ones that seem the most conversational, seem the most interesting, seem the ones that you'd like to really talk more about. You simply like them, love them, hate them, share them. The more interaction that a story gets on both platforms, the higher this count goes. We put both scores from Twitter and Facebook into a spreadsheet where we weigh them out and get a raw data score from top to bottom, as I said this week, from 1 to 189. And then we will give you, coming up in a few moments, the top 10 stories, counting them down from 10 to 1. So you know what stories that you said were the most conversational from the time period. In the second segment, we will go to starting off with shout-outs, giving extra love to people who gave a little extra love inside their love for us in responding to Facebook and Twitter posts. And we'll talk about the story at the very bottom of the list. We call it the Almost Relevant Story of the Week. It's usually not very high ranking because it's very, very late posting. This one is on par with that. Posted literally hours before we started the countdown today. And in the third segment, we will go through what we call rounding out the top 15. These are stories 11 through 15, stories not quite in range, but closer than the story we had in a tease about the Baltimore Attorney General and the, getting rid of all those cases because of issues with how they're handling it. And we'll give you a little bit of context of what goes on in those stories so you kind of know what stories were kind of close, but yet so, so far away. If you want to help out the project, it's very simple. We are supported by you, so go to our website and click on our Patreon link and you can see how you can become a patreon sponsor or click on any sponsorship there and you can find out how to basically help us through that link and of course you can contact us directly via the website or the conversation inbox at gmail.com 
Starting off this week with number 10, and as I often say, uh, really often say, this is a global podcast with global input. So this is based on people from various places and various genres and various things that I don't particularly care about. This one, number 10, I really don't particularly care about, but you guys said it was good enough to be in the top 10, literally. So let's get to it. Starting off with that story, headline, Bachelor Peter Weber undergoes emergency surgery, splits face open. Yes, that happened. Wednesday, October 9th, the day we posted this one. And here's some lines that we got from People.com, their website that dealt with the new Bachelor and him having him some emergency surgery because of his face. New Bachelor Peter Weber is on the men after undergoing emergency surgery in Costa Rica, People confirms. During a game of golf on Monday, the ABC leading man split his head open after he fell and hit his head on multiple cocktail glasses, Radar Online reports. He went to step on the cart but fell and split his face open onto cocktail glasses he was carrying, a source told the outlet. As a result of the nasty injury, Weber, 27, reportedly traveled two hours to a hospital for operation, which he received 22 stitches in his face. He is pulling through, a second source told Radar. The incident occurred one day before the women competing on his season were supposed to arrive in Costa Rica, according to Radar. During the season finale of Bachelor in Paradise, September, in September, ABC announced that Weber, a.k.a. Pilot Pete, will be handing out the roses for ABC's Series 24th season, which mirrors January 2020. So you can get more details, read deeper into these stories. All the stories listed inside of the podcast will have their links at the website, thisisaconversation.com. Click on the page for this week's podcast, which is, of course, week ending October the 12th, 2019, and you can go deeper into all these stories. As I said, I don't particularly care for The Bachelor. There's a lot of TV I don't have time to watch, and this is one of them that I definitely avoid. But this is one that if he came back with a big Frankenstein-like scar down his face, I would definitely tune in every single day. Unfortunately, I'm sure they did something to make the pretty face look maybe even prettier, so that won't be something I'm looking for. Why he's carrying cocktail glasses while playing golf, I also don't understand, but these people live in a definite reality that I don't, so Pilot Pete, you do your thing. Congratulations on getting the Bachelor pick, and hopefully you don't come out looking too horrible, because if you did, then I'd actually start to care. Story in the number nine spot this week. This story gets a bump in response. That means more people engage with this story than the last story of 3.88%. We posted on Saturday, October, or Sunday, October the 6th. Uh, the headline is Amber Geiger Judge, who gave convicted ex police officer a Bible, faces backlash. The source for the story is CNN. So we're going to read some lines from this one as well as we do for all the stories. If you want to go deeper into a story I don't completely read or just get more details anyway, go to the links. As I said, all links for all stories at the website. Amber Geiger's trial sparked protests over policing, but what happened after is now raising complaints over the U.S. Constitution's separation of church and state. The Freedom from Religion Foundation filed a complaint Thursday against Judge Tammy Kemp for giving the woman convicted of killing her neighbor a Bible while in the courtroom. Foundation said Kemp's proselytizing actions overstepped judicial authority and has asked the Texas State Commission on Judicial Conduct to investigate. Former Dallas police officer Geiger was sentenced to 10 years in prison, a sentence many called inadequate for the murder of Botham John, whom she says she fatally shot after she entered his apartment thinking it was her own. At the end of the emotionally charged trial, Kemp gave Geiger a hug and a Bible. While it is acceptable for Kemp to express her faith as a private citizen, the complaint argues she was representing the U.S. government at the time. Organization's co-presidents 
Dan Barker and Ann Lurie Gayer are asking for the commission to investigate the actions of violation under Texas Code of Judicial Conduct. Uh, so this story goes much, much deeper. And if you were here last week, we talked about this, actually talked about this incident in, in, its, in a point when we talked about uh, Jean's brother, who, given the time to do family testimony, asked Amber Geiger for a hug, was given a chance to hug, and then the judge hugged the family and, in the end, hugged Amber Geiger and gave her a Bible. She is giving, that being the judge in this case, more details on how the back and forth went, uh, showing in her eyes a bit of compassion for the, uh, in the incident as opposed to pr- proselytizing as being accused of. You can take that into any consideration you want to. I read through and skipped much of the big chunks of quotes here in the story. So you want to check those out, go to the website and click the full link from CNN and get all those details. Otherwise we can discuss it as you want to email me at the conversation inbox at gmail.com. And we can talk about any story that we talk about inside of this week. Let's keep this thing moving. Number eight story. The headline is Nevada fighting to keep zombie deer from entering state Monday, October the 7th is a date. We posted that one. This story gets a bump in response. That means more responsive than the other story of 6.72%. This is a story that's something we're dealing with here where I live in Arkansas, a big, big, big issue. And let's get to some details from the actual story as Nevada is dealing with it. The source for this is one of their local news stations, KUTV Channel 2, CBS Channel 2, somewhere in Utah. And the AP, the story is out of Las Vegas. Zombie deer may sound like a something of a bad bee movie, but wildlife regulators say they're real. Officials are working to keep them out of Nevada. The Las Vegas Sun reports the term relates to animals that have contracted chronic wasting disease, a highly contagious and terminal disease, causing symptoms such as lack of fear of humans, lethargy, and emaciation. It can destroy deer and elk populations. Nevada State Wildlife Veterinarian Pettigreen Wolf said officials are testing dead animals and monitoring migratory elk, migratory elk, that is, and deer, in the state line or Utah for signs of sickness. State law this year passed rivets parts of certain carcasses in the state in an attempt to stop the spread of the disease. Uh, you can get more details on this by looking this up. That's basically the bulk of this story here. But chronic wasting disease, something that we've been talking about here where I live in Arkansas, where it's not a big deal yet, but it's not a big deal because they're doing what they can to prevent the chronic wasting disease deer and elk from entering the state, doing basically the same things they're doing in Nevada to keep the elk, the zombie deer, out of the state there as well. Let's keep moving, moving to the story at number seven. This one, um, a pretty big, really big uh, story that kept the whole week occupied. This one stuck around since Friday, October the 4th, a bump in response of 1.4% in the story. And the headline is, Tennessee cut Jeremy Banks after alleged violent threats against female students. TMZ is the source for this one, as they are the source for many stories like this. So you can judge the source as you want to. As we said, we post from various sources, some you like, some you don't like. So we get a varied degree of different sides of stories and different stories. You can check out the bits and pieces there. Let's read some of the story from um, TMZ as they posted it on last Friday. University of Tennessee cut Jeremy Banks from the football team over allegations he threatened a female student in an incident captured on video and obtained by TMZ Sports. As we previously reported, Vols coach Jeremy Pruitt cut Banks on Friday and said it was due to new information he received about the the linebacker. 
This just days after a prior video surfaced showing Banks beating police officers during a recent arrest. So, what's the new info that pushed Pruitt to cut ties with Banks? Here's the story. Female UT student tells TMZ Sports on August 24th, Banks threatened to smack her outside of a party in Knoxville after she refused to let him inside. She claims that Banks had been harassing her for months. Woman claims she called 911, and while cops responded to the scene, Banks was not arrested. She says she was passed. She said she was passed to the University of Tennessee Police Department to follow up. Days later, the woman says she was contacted by University of Tennessee school officials who had learned about the incident from police. Woman told school officials she had video of the August 24th encounter, which also showed Banks arguing with security guards, shouting aggressively phrases like "I've been thugging." That's what you do. School officials conducted an investigation and issued a temporary no-contact order against Banks while the probe was underway, instructing him to stay away from the alleged victim. TMZ Sports had contacted University of Tennessee Police Department about the investigation on October 3rd and were told, let me see what I can find out. Later that day, we were told the woman was contacted by the school and told they had found Banks had violated the student code of conduct. The story does go deeper from there. You can check out the link inside the website for this week's podcast and get more of the story. But you know what happened from the headline, what happened. This is an incident where a star player is getting punished for things he's doing, and these things are happening, one, because there's video of all these things, and two, because this is a time where there is more accountability because the people who would eventually sign these people and give them lots of money are seeing that they're feeling heat for not being responsible for these things. Whether this is a good thing or a bad thing, we will see. We hope that the young man will be able to find a way to redeem himself because we don't want this we don't want this to be his one shot, if you will, and say that he lost his one shot and everything goes down from here. But obviously you should have some sort of some sort of consequences for bad actions. These are bad actions. He got some consequences. We'll see what happens from there. Story number six, PG&E, power shutoff in Bay Area, Northern California. Tuesday, October the 8th, the day we posted this, 1.38% jump in response, bump response from the number seven story. The source for the PG&E one, this one in particular, uh, it's interesting. Uh, the source for this one comes from Mercury News, which is a Bay Area newspaper. And the kind of real interesting part about this, I won't really go deep into the story by reading it. What this is, what this was, was essentially a warning to people in the areas where they would probably lose power due to the conditions for high expectations of of wildfires. So PG&E, which, of course, lost a very big court case this year and was responsible, deemed responsible for starting wildfires two years ago, decided to basically head things off the pass. And anywhere they did not have updated power lines and uh, transfer lines to get power to people that in areas where they suspected were possibly wildfire susceptible because the, what happened was their, their lines were old and they sparked and start fires. They were just going to shut off the power. So that was the plan. And there was uh, a lot of people up in arms about that. The more or less update on this one right now is... California is currently dealing with some serious wildfires right now, days after they started this plan. And it took a few days from this releasing a general map of what they thought they were going to do to prevent these things and the fires to start. Right now, as it is Friday the 11th, as we record this, uh, we're seeing news reports on TV where people doing the stand-ups inside of fire zones where essentially uh, people are having literally minutes to realize that their their neighborhoods are in danger and evacuating. No serious or no, um, no mandatory evacuations 
any areas for, for today, but we'll start seeing more of that stuff happening right now as I'm seeing right now, literally a report popping up as I'm talking, areas that are in danger. PG&E trying to get itself out of trouble by not causing fires this time is going to cause some issues with one people just not having power and two fires are starting anyway so we'll see if they are liable on that end while this posting was from a week ago at the beginning of the week we will definitely have some fire postings coming down this weekend and throughout this week so look out for those stories and see how far they make it into the top 10 this week Oh, by the way, if you're curious about how the stories are progressing throughout the week, you can also sign up for our newsletter, which you can find at our website, thisisaconversation.com. Every single, well, every Monday through Thursday, we post uh, basically the top eight stories from the past period of time. For Monday, we do the full weekend. For Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it's the past day. About 24, 36 hours of top stories. So you kind of see what stories are actually trending and what stories you'll probably see happening that come up in this podcast every single week. Let's move on to the story at the number five spot today. This is Duchess Meghan, Duchess Kate, Prince William, and Prince Harry team up for powerful mental health PSA. We posted this on Sunday, October the 6th, so this one lasted quite some time as well. A 3.4% bump in response from the story previous, and this story has a another great source. This one coming from Harper's Bazaar. I'll read a few lines from this story, and you want to see the actual PSA. You can check it out by going to the website. Click the link for this week's podcast, week ending October the 12th, 2019. But from Harper's Bazaar, though their charitable endeavors are now officially separate, the Cambridges and Sussexes have joined forces once again to lend their voices to the powerful new mental health PSA. A part of the new initiative with Britain's National Health Service, NHS. The Fab Four provided narration for the short film alongside a number of UK TV personalities, actors, and sports stars, including Gillian Anderson, Glenn Close, and former cricket player Freddie Flintoff. Every Mind Matters, which is backed by a coalition of mental health charities, including the Royal Foundation's Heads Together Initiative, is a new online program that aims to help people take simple steps, look after their mental well-being, and support others. The special website will enable people to create a personalized action plan that recommends tailored self-care actions to help deal with stress, boost mood, improve sleep, and feel in control. Inside of the articles, there's plenty of quotes from the duchesses and the princesses uh, to talk about their involvement and how thrilled they were to be a part of it. As I said, you can read deeper into how they felt about it and actually see the video, which includes other voices as well. By clicking the link for this week's podcast inside of our website. Moving on to the story that's number four this week, and we stick on a British theme, oddly enough. And this is one that is another one that would not normally get my attention, partly because of what's happening and where it's happening. But it's one that becomes it's coming a bit of an international, uh, not quite incident, I'd say curiosity, if you will. Let's go with the headline. Colleen Rooney claims Rebecca Vardy leaked private posts to newspaper. Wednesday, October the 9th is the day we posted this, and 3.95% of this was 3.95% more responsive than the story number five. So, obviously, some of you guys out there, maybe you're some of our folks who listen in over in Great Britain. Thank you so much for listening, because you made this one happen, probably. The full write-up by People.com is online at our website. You can read the whole thing there. I'll read you a few lines to get you into the story, get us started. Wag Wars. Drama erupted between the wives of two English soccer stars on Wednesday when one blamed the other for sharing her private social media posts to the media. Colleen Rooney, the wife of soccer player Wayne Rooney, published a note on Twitter on Wednesday that claims Rebecca Vardy, the wife of former English soccer player James Vardy, 
has leaked her private Instagram stories and posts to the British newspaper, The Sun, for years. So you can go deeper in the story, but let me break down exactly what happened. So wife number one, that being Colleen Rooney, uh, was posting some fake Instagram stuff on her stories. Just things that weren't exactly true, things that she made up, things that didn't really happen, but things that only people that were into her private stuff would see in her stories. And we found out that wife number two, Rebecca Vardy, uh, fell for the bait and sent it to the tabloids, and it showed up in the tabloids at various places. So essentially one put out the bait, the other picked it up, and went from there. And of course, wife number one, being Rebecca Rooney, or Colleen Rooney, getting names all confused at this point because I don't know who they are, uh, basically called out the other one whose name is Rebecca Vardy. I hope, unless I've confused that as well. If you want to get deeper into the confusion or if you're really into the story, let me know by emailing me at theconversationinbox at gmail.com. Tell me if these are stories that you like to see, because as I say often, I don't pick the stories. You literally pick the stories. So you let me know what it is that you'd like me to put more of in the feeds so you can engage with those stories even more. Story number three this week is one that picked up steam very quickly, posted the night before we, we recorded this on Thursday, October the 10th, uh, 61.38% bump in response in this story. And the headline goes like this, Errol Spence Jr. in serious condition after crashing Ferrari in Dallas, Ferrari in Dallas. NBC News Dallas-Fort Worth is the source for this story. We'll read you some of their write-up on this story right here. World welterweight champion boxer Errol Spence Jr. remains hospitalized after being ejected from a Ferrari near downtown Dallas, please say. Spence, 29, was driving a Ferrari at a, quote, high rate of speed, unquote, along South Riverfront Boulevard when he lost control of the vehicle and crashed shortly before 3 a.m., police said. The Ferrari veered left over the median and onto the southbound lanes, which sent the vehicle flipping multiple times, police said. He was not wearing a seatbelt, according to police. Spence was taken by paramedics to Methodist Dallas Medical Center with injuries that were considered serious but not life-threatening, police said. On Thursday night, Spence's PR team released a statement saying, quote, Spence is awake and responding and his condition is listed as stable. He did not sustain any broken bones or fractures but has some facial lacerations. He's expected to make a full recovery. You can read more deeper into that story if you want to at the website. This is theconversation.com. All links to all stories for this week are there posted in the post for this week, the podcast ending October the 12th, 2019. The number two story this week is the top rated Facebook story this week. The most engagement, most impressions engagement on Facebook total. And it it, it pretty much did what it said it did. A bumper response from number three story of 20%. This one was posted on Monday, October the 7th, so it lasted quite some time. Here is the headline. Teachers suspended after unsupervised toddlers escape preschool, wander into traffic. USA Today is the source for this story. And let me read you some of this because, yes, it sounds impossible, but apparently it did actually happen. Seven toddlers, some possibly as young as 18 months, wandered away from a Gilbert preschool into traffic Friday morning, prompting motorists to hit their brakes and round them up. This happened in Phoenix, by the way, in Dateline, Phoenix. Samantha Crouch from the Arizona Republic said she was driving northbound on Val Vista Drive when she noticed cars stopping and honking their horns. When she looked out the window, she noticed two toddlers on the street. One of them was using a yellow push toy, she said. The children had escaped out of a gate at the Little Sunshine Playhouse and Preschool in Gilbert. Crouch posted on Gilbert-based Facebook group that she came very, very close, that's a quote, to hitting the two toddlers, whom she estimated were about 18 months old. 
quote, we're talking about screeching tires and honking horns, Crouch wrote. There was also a group of children on the sidewalk, but, quote, absolutely no adult outside the time, she said. She and two other drivers got out of their vehicles and ushered the children to safety. When Crouch spoke to a staff member, she said they told her that they didn't know the children were missing and that the campus's gate latch is confusing. Yeah, you can go deeper in that story with that one. A, a confusing gate latch and whatever, but this is one that is very disturbing as a now father of a 24 and a 7-year-old. I'm not so worried about my kids wandering off in traffic these days, but back when the 7-year-old was around 18 months, I did have some concerns at the daycare facility that we kept her at. It was convenient for us, but at the same time, there are always questions about just how much those ladies there knew or cared about things going on. Uh, I often said that daycare seems like a racket because anybody can do it and they, they charge so much money for it. This may be a case where they charge a lot of money for these kids to go to daycare and the parents, the ladies, the teachers, the, the people in charge don't really have the ability and responsibility to do what should be a simple job, and it's keep an eye on the babies. So that brings us to the story at the number one spot this week, and we get a chance to celebrate it by telling you how important it was towards the rest of this countdown and how important it was to you. Let's start off with its bumper response. It's only 5.88% higher than the number two story, but it is 151% more important, more engaging, more interesting then the story at the number 10 spot this week, which was on Bachelor Peter Weber splitting his face open and getting the surgery. And 3,140% more responsive than the story at the very bottom. That's story 189, our almost irrelevant story, which we'll tell you about in the next segment. But first, let's get to this one. Oh, by the way, it was also the highest rated Twitter respondent story of the week. The headline is... Hail Germany attack leaves at least two dead near synagogue today on Jewish holiday of Yom Kippur. If you were following the news on Wednesday, you probably saw this pop up and it was more or less a quick deal. But it was just something that that was just totally, I I guess none of these things these days are out of place, but totally uh, just a, a spark of confusion for everyone as it went down. I'm going to give you some quick details on what went down and not go through the full story because there were updates as it went along the way. Well, basically what happened was a person attacked first a church and then after not seeing enough carnage at the church, I guess, attacked a local shop, uh, a local store, a local restaurant, and ended up with two people being dead from the actual attack. And he actually recorded on some sort of helmet cam, some sort of action cam was recorded live to so people could see it happening because you got to get the right attention for these things on Yom Kippur. Check out the link at our website for full details of the story. I, me going into it does not give it justice, so I'm not going to try here. But this is the number one story is usually where I get to do a little bit of commentary on, and that's what I'll do right here. I will not begin to claim that I know the answers to issues like this, crimes like this, just people wanting to do actions like this, or the motivations behind people who deem themselves worthy of doing these things. I cannot even begin to fathom how you get in that, that's, that kind of spot in your head. But I do know 
is that these things are occurring way too more frequently, way too more often. That's not grammatically correct. They're just happening all the time in various places. Here in the United States, it's a big deal because there's a lot of intricacies tied into what's going on. Who's actually doing it? Are they with us or against us in some cases? Is it a mental health thing? Is it a process thing? Is it because we literally have three times as many guns as you have people in the nation? Why are these things happening? Other places, these things happen as well. So it's great to be reminded that they do happen in other places. No one else is completely immune to these types of things. But there are other safeguards that seem to be in place to keep them from being more frequent, yet they still happen. Be vigilant, be strong, be brave. And the most important thing you can do is, you know, if you see something, say something. Something's out of place, say something about it. Try to... Do something along those lines. Don't try to interject yourself into it directly. But if you see something that looks out of place, don't worry about snitching. If something could be possibly go wrong, you want to make sure that you do your best to make sure nothing possibly goes wrong. And that's what we have. Our top 10 stories for this week. As per you, you made the headlines be headlines. You made the playlist be playlist. You gave me the rundown for the news stories as top to bottom. And you are all to be congratulated or blamed, if you will. So if you did not think you saw the stories that you liked inside of this week's podcast, or if you think you need more of certain stories to keep those other people from getting their bad stories in, you need to join in the bandwagon and make sure you are participating with the full shebang. It's very simple. Just follow us on Facebook at This Is A Conversation. You'll search for us. We're the little blue circle with the speech bubbles inside of it. And make sure you make us a primary source into your feeds make us sure that we're default we pop them there so you see us more often and if you want to do it on twitter it's th underscore conversation on twitter same general applies we post the links on both sites so they're equally there equal time for them and if you see a headline see a story maybe it's new to you maybe it's something you've been seeing all day maybe it's something that's all of a sudden trending and popping up into your feed like it, love it, hate it, share it. Just engage with the stories as you see them because the more engagement you give to a story, your one little click makes a difference. The more people engage in them, the higher they go in the score every week and you get a chance to hear about them here in the front part of the, of the podcast, the top 10. Come up in a moment, we'll talk about the story that's basically at the very bottom of the list this week. That's story number 189, story that didn't get a lot of traction. We'll give you a bit of details on what's happening there. It's actually a very serious story. And we'll talk about the people who talked about us a bit. That means shout-outs in just a moment here on the wrap-up show with me, Jay Cliven Payne. This is for the week ending October the 12th, 2019. The Conversation Project, this is Conversation.com, and this podcast, Weekly Wrap-Up Show, is powered by you. That means we need you to help us keep it going. Number one, share it with people. Number two, help us keep it literally funded. You can do that directly by becoming a Patreon patron. Check out Patreon.com slash This Is Conversation, and you can see how that can work out. Or you can just go to the website and visit one of our sponsors. We suggest you check out this one that we call our Spotlight Sponsor because we love them so much. They are cloud nine living and they offer up the best vacation packages you can think of they call them excursions they call them adventures they call them various different things you can do and whatever you can think of they have something for you zip lining hot air ballooning golf excursions in exotic places nice beautiful romantic dinners racing fast cars 
or just nice trails. They're all over the place, literally all over the world and somewhere near where you are and where you want to go. They have a great deal on what they have in their packages. They've been doing this for years. They have over 2,000 different excursions, 2,000 different experiences. And what we offer up directly for you is a chance to even get a better deal on that. What you do when you buy one of their gift certificates is you never lose value on any of their gift certificate. No matter how long you hold on to it, whenever you finally cash it in, it will have full value. They're not like other places where after a year to knock off a dollar every month. You buy a gift certificate for a certain amount and it will stay that way forever. You can use it whenever you want to and you can give those gift certificates to anyone you want to as an amazing gift. The gift of an excursion, the gift of a great experience that they can choose to do whenever they feel like it. And by the way, you can book an excursion and then change your mind and not lose value there as well. Go to our website for the great deal that gives you an extra 10% off your gift certificate prices at this is a conversation.com slash cloud nine. That's the numeral nine. This is a conversation.com slash C L O U D. And that number nine, check them out. This is a conversation.com slash cloud nine. They are wonderful. They take good care of us here for the podcast. They take care of me personally for the vacations. We use them in their excursions and they can take great care of you. Check them out. They are awesome. They are cloud nine living. Segment two, we start off with shout outs, people who gave us extra love within the last week, eight-ish days or so in giving the responses, liking, loving, hating, sharing the all of the various links we posted out there in various sources. Let's start off with the Facebook. We also call this often call this usual suspects because a lot of the same Facebook people pop up as they tend to do. People who have liked things, love things here, we invite them to follow the page, and they do, so that's what we have. So some usual suspects include Tony Brown, Daniel Williams, also Big O, Ruthann Miller is always in the house, Audra Allen popping up, Fun Facts shared something this week. Thank you so much, Fun Facts. Also, love this week from Vicki Young and Adele Carnes. Going off to the Twitter love, and these are people who like things, love things, share things. I guess you do that, do that many things on Twitter, but basically liked and shared some things and basically responded to us. Real Estate Review popped in, also Launcha, and follow at your own risk. Talk to us for a little bit, and we do follow them at, yes, our own risk. Strong John, I have so many questions. Those are two podcasters that popped up this week. Uh, also, the Frygate at 13th Hour podcast. They are a hoot. Let me let know about that. And Nazay and Al, Chandra Prasad, and the Spy Stories podcast as well, popping in this week. Thank you so much, guys, for showing us love in the Twitter and the Facebook. All you have to do is follow us and do what you do. Give us some uh, responses to the stories that pop in. You'll usually pop in there. And I'll read off a few names every week. And every beginning of the month, the first weekend of the month, we read off people who are our Patreon sponsors. So get extra, extra love on the first week of the month let's move on to the story that we have at the basically very very bottom we call it the almost relevant story of the week uh it's something that i did to sort of extend the life of the podcast just kind of give you the full range of how far it goes so this week we had some some personal issues that kept us out of the posting game this week so 189 is the number that we got of this thing post this week 
And this one's going to go pretty quick this week, as what I posted was not a link to an actual write-up. It actually was a link to just a video package from the news source, which is CBS New York. Uh, so there's no words to read. If you want to see the full story, check it out by clicking the link at our website. This is a conversation.com, the link for this week's podcast, which is the podcast week ending October the 12th, 2019. The headline for this is DoorDash Delivery Driver Killed, and this is local to the area of New York, or actually New Jersey. So this is one that you may have seen if you're in that area. Uh, the We posted literally late this morning, early this morning as we were preparing for this stuff so the post date is october the 11th friday october 11th and the only real gauge you get other than the number that it's 189 is it was 3,140 percent less responsive than the other story uh to go into the deeper in the story you have to go click the link at our website to get those details and let us know if you believe this is a gaffe or we actually put should put more video links inside of the stories because that does mean we can do more stories but also means we have less to talk about, less to get into when we do the actual podcast. So when we return to the podcast in just a mere moments, we'll get you what we call rounding out the top 15 stories, 11 through 15, not quite in range, but oh, so close here on the weekly wrap up show with me, Jay Cleveland Payne. This is for the week ending October the 12th, 2019. This week, we spotlight a podcast that's definitely off the beaten path. It's called the Irrationally Exuberant Podcast uh, Explanation. They call themselves a podcast, but also art, scripted, absurdist history, pop culture, Ken Burns via Kids in the Hall. Sometimes there are songs. They are all over the place if you want to find them. They're on iTunes, they're on Spotify, basically anywhere your pods are found. You can check out their website, which often offers up a script version of what's going on and more details to each episode at the irrationally exuberant.com. It's not exactly the most um, easy to follow podcast, but it is one that if you're into that type of stuff, it's exactly what you're looking for. And it's deep, deep, deep stories. It's one of those things that people really uh, get confused about what podcasts are. They believe a podcast has to be something like Serial, where it's well, highly produced, and there's music overlays, and there's deep back and forths and lots of interviews. This is a podcast that's similar to that style. But the substance is a whole nother thing. It's personal stories and it's all sort of weirdness. So check it out. If you love it, let me know. If you don't love it, let me know. We can go either way. This is one of the podcasts, a podcaster that supports what I do. So I support what they do. And they have some episodes that are a little out there for me. I'll give you that right there. But this may be something that is exactly your cup of tea. Sometimes I do offer up podcasts that aren't exactly the standard fare for folks, but some people find them to be very much the fare for them. This one may be for you. Look for the Rationally Exuberant or the Rationally Exuberant podcast. Their website, theirrationallyexuberant.com. This is our Spotlight podcast for the week. It is time to round out the top 15 stories, 11 through 15, a little less context into where they actually ranked other than their numbers and their date. But these are stories that didn't quite make it in. And some of them are actually fairly interesting, fairly important, but there's only 10 spots in the top 10. So we use this extra time, this gap time to give you some ideas on the gaps of things that didn't quite make it in. Story number 11 is this headline. 
A five-year-old Massachusetts girl diagnosed with a rare mosquito-borne virus has returned home from the hospital weeks after donations raised thousands of dollars for her medical expenses. It's a very long title, so apologies for reading it so long. Saturday, October the 5th is the day we posted this one, so this one lasted quite a bit of time in the rains. Of course, popped out by some newer stories as well. Uh, this source was over at CNN, and we suggest you go check out the link for this article. This is an article about a girl who had contracted the uh, triple E uh a virus, a triple E uh, virus from mosquitoes, especially is going around. It's becoming a bit of an epidemic. It's very rare right now, but the numbers are growing. A five-year-old girl in Massachusetts diagnosed with this was able to leave after that's lots and lots of people were able to donate for her to get her treatment and go home. It's a great story that you really need to catch up on. So check it out at the website. This is a conversation.com. Number 12 story this week is Kroger laying off hundreds of employees across the United States. New York Daily News is a source for this one, and jobs is a real issue that we talk about daily. Uh, this was posted on Friday, October the 4th, so this one lasted quite some time as well. I was amazed at how high it grew so fast and how it stayed in range for so long, and then essentially, just like the story before it, pushed out with some last-minute attendees, last-minute stories popping up. Uh, if you are not worried about your your job security in these days, then you must be really, really important in what you do or living under more or more than one rock because this is a, a, a sort of a position or this is sort of a, a job, you think, at grocery stores. You always need people to man grocery stores. That, of course, not the case so much. Of course, you know you have the automated checkout lines you have your your self-checked which takes away some activity of people need to check people out but you know people need to monitor those computer wise those but there are more and more things happening technology wise that are making people obsolete or the need for so many people obsolete for having extra people there when profits aren't good and if profits aren't good you just get rid of people in general to make things work out There's so many technology things happening in the world that is becoming an issue and kroger is feeling some of the heat and they're getting rid of some of their employees across the nation just to keep up with some of the money woes they have deeper details in that story as well story number 13 we get the confirmation on the playstation 5 name which is ps5 i'm pretty sure along with other details that we need to know now and some we don't need to know now including the release date info the window where it should be released uh things like that you get look for the early information on the next upcoming game console i guess playstation uh is it's their turn we've uh, microsoft will deal with their xbox fairly soon and of course nintendo recently did the switch with this i believe only two and a half years old at this point so every so often you have to upgrade your console nintendo having issues by not keeping up very well technology wise although the games they have because they own the mario franchises and things like that pokemon as well they get a they get they kind of get a, a bump because they own those franchises people jump on those things from nostalgia versions but as far as technology and the big games the sports games the blow up shoot up games xbox and playstations are still battling out for one and two in those areas and right now playstation coming out with new hardware very soon full details at the link at this week's podcast for the website this week's podcast of course ending october the 12th 2019 Story number 14, electric, first electric cruise ship hopes to turn the tide in war against ocean pollution. NBC News is a source for this one, and click this one because this is a very interesting story. We got a story a few weeks ago that was an almost irrelevant story about a, a boat that automatically made icebergs, essentially an ice-making machine on a boat that just made these big blocks of ice that float out in the middle of the ocean to deal with climate change and the lack of ice for many animals. This is another case of technology hopefully catching up to 
reality, although not quite as silly as an ice-making boat. This is one where cruise ships, which have a lot of use on a novelty level and a lot of use on the fact that people take a lot of cruises, the fact that they use up a lot of energy to keep those things going. They are cities on boats, literally, and they need a lot of energy to make sure that everything is just running as a city would and in pours make sure that the boat can actually move. Stories, a lot of stories in the past couple years of boats that have gone dead with their engines and had essentially chaos and mass panic as people try to get around on these stranded boats, literally in the middle of nowhere. An electric cruise ship can help fix a lot of that. Less energy expend, same amount of energy, but less uh, rely on fossil fuels and things like that to run things. So if you can charge it up for long enough, you can get back and forth. That might be a good thing for pollution and for a lot of things happening in the environment. More details on that, of course, at the website. And this is a story that isn't, uh, for at least the last couple of weeks, the number 15 story has been something that's usually been some sort of murder or something really, really bad. Not very good for this week, but not quite as bad. The headline is, Henry Kyle Free, Freeze accused of leaking docs to Amanda Macias. This it was posted on Wednesday, October the 9th, and we got this story, Heavy.com, which aggregates news stories at the end of the day to give you basically the top stories, uh, deeper into some stories that, just like we do, not quite cry around things sometimes. Some things are really big. Some things are just deeper stories that you can't get real meat into because you're watching a lot of Trump-focused stuff on TV. This is a story of a man who was caught giving detailed documents about North Korea and China to Amanda Macias, who is a reporter for NBC, I believe, and other reporters as well. So he's been essentially caught spying or, or releasing information, leaking docs to the, the public and to the general media, if you will. You can read deeper about him and what exactly he's done and what may come about of this by, as I said, clicking the link at the website for thisisaconversation.com. And because we've been working on brevity and working on timing, we've actually managed to get some brevity, brevity time, if that makes any sense. And we're wrapping this thing up a little bit early today. We're happy about that. We'll see if we can keep up the pace and keep things in line. You let us know how well or not so well we're doing by emailing us at theconversationinbox at gmail.com. You can email us about pretty much anything, especially any story that we talked about today inside of the podcast. All links to all stories, including our tea story we didn't talk about in Baltimore where they're throwing out all those police cases. That link will be online as well for the podcast for this week, this week ending October the 12th, 2019. Check us out at thisisaconversation.com. Also check out the website for various other features, including sponsors, how to join us up on Patreon, how to be a subscriber to our newsletter. So every single day, which isn't really every single day, but Monday through Thursday, you get a chance to see what stories are actually looking at, what stories are trending throughout the week to see what may pop up in your inbox with this podcast every single week. That's there as well. And just details on how to find out fun stuff about us. Now, the most important thing to remind you is that this podcast, this movement, this this whole thing is powered by you. So please stop by the website and visit our sponsors. And please stop by the website and see how I can be a Patreon sponsor. And please stop by and check out The Irrationally Exuberant. They are a podcast that supports us, so we wanted to give them as much support as well. And check out Cloud9 Living via our link. This is a conversation.com slash cloud nine. Get 10% off your dis- uh, discount off your gift certificates you're going to buy anyway. And as I say, value never expires. So that's a great gift to hold, literally hold on to for nearly forever. 
Now, the biggest thing we must have you do is share the podcast with others. So share it with friends, share it with enemies, share it with random strangers. We ask you to every week go to at least five people and take their phones out of their hands and subscribe to the podcast and hand it back to them. That way we know we're growing and we know that you're doing your job along with, you know, just voting as well. Obviously, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook, look for This Is The Conversation. Twitter, it's TH underscore conversation. Follow us, and as you see the stories pop up in your feed, like them, love them, hate them, share them. The more response they get every single week, the higher they go in the score, and the more chance they get a chance to be in the podcast as it goes. This is the part where I say thank you through times and try to end the show, so thank you, thank you, thank you. The show could not happen without you. I am ever grateful for all the great folks literally around the world who join us on these conversations, so going to say it again thank you thank you thank you we'll see you next week with another great batch of the top 10 stories as per you you tell me what stories are important and then i'll tell you what they are here on the weekly wrap-up show with jay cleveland Payne from this is a conversation.com 